0: to another episode of In Another World, a pop culture podcast. I am your host, Zachary Landolt, and I am so thrilled to welcome you to the season two premiere. It's been a couple of months since the end of season one, and I have been brainstorming and coming up with ideas, restructuring the show, and I feel so excited to share what I have to share with all of you. So, You have tuned in for the premiere, which is, of course, on a Tuesday, and here, going forward with the show, you are going to get not just one, but two weekly episodes. So, every Tuesday will be TV Tuesdays. (laughs) Which, I mean, it's probably really self-explanatory, but it will be all TV-related content. And then tune in again on Fridays, and you will have, you guessed it, Film Fridays, which is all about, you guessed it, movies! So, to start off the season, I want to have something really fun for both days. So, for TV Tuesdays, I am doing a rewatch of one of my favorite NBC series. You might remember it. It premiered in 2012. It was a little musical series called Smash, which was allegedly supposed to give a realistic depiction of the journey of a Broadway musical to premiere. Um, It wasn't exactly that, but it is great. Even when it is a mess, it is uh you can't look away, or I certainly couldn't. And I'm going to be joined by a lot of fun guests as we travel through season one of Smash. And, like I said, tune in again on Fridays because I am joined by one of my lovely guest co-hosts from last season, Devin Ray, who joined me for the entire Trip to Haddonfield series during October. And she is back to take a little stroll down Elm Street. That's right, we will be going through the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series, starting all the way back in the early 80s with the original and ending with the most recent 2010 remake. It is going to be a ton of fun, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because it's still TV Tuesdays. So before we jump into our first recap with my special guest, Tim Murray, I thought we could take a little listen to this little mini trailer for Smash
1: Hey, where are you?
2: Yeah, thanks. Uh, That's all we need.
1: Behind every star...
2: They kept me waiting for almost an hour, and then the director took a call in the middle of my audition.
0: ...is the story of how they got there. She has the experience. She has the talent. I think she's a star. But in the spotlight...
2: I trained for this. ...there can
0: only be... Hello and welcome to another episode of In Another World, and the first edition of TV Tuesdays, where to start off the season, we are doing a rewatch of the NBC musical series Smash. And I am joined by a friend of the pod. He is an actor and comedian and host of the podcast Slumber Party. It's Tim Murray.
1: Fade We can't pay for that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can do that. at least, least do a parody that. lyric please. Uh, you can fade I, in on a gay.
1: fade in on a gay. I did make a a parody version of that
0: song. Of course you did.
1: About the you know how gay people are running um their Twitter accounts. Karen and Ivy's Twitter accounts. What are their real names? Megan Hilty and um Karen. <laughs> Megan Hilty oh. and um oh my god. <laughs> What is her name? Kat Catherine McPhee. McPhee? That was why was that? Okay, we need to wake our brains up. Well, she Kat did McPhee. get a
0: slight, like a, a gentle canceling last year for a while. She did get a, gen-
1: a gentle canceling. Is a good way to put it. Like no a one actually canceled canceled her, but it was like,
0: oh, let's not talk about her.
1: Right. That's why I made this video because it was like I don't really care. Like do whatever you want, Catherine. Oh, I'm like, honestly.
0: oh no, is she a Republican? Oh, shock face
1: yeah i know no crap it in like, on my what? shocked face like
0: that's I made like, I was, like I was not stunned They be like oh no i can't even imagine um,
1: <sighs> but i did make a parody video when that happened because i do think it's wild that megan hilty and um cat <laughs> mcfee are clearly have some gay person tweeting for them to. they have to and it's cat mcfee constantly being like uh i'm gonna do this for my gay boys and then voting against our rights is such an lol to me it's like, <laughs> So i made i made a a version of that song where they are audition gay guys are auditioning to run their twitter accounts
0: oh my god that's amazing <laughs> called let me run your twitter <laughs> i love that so when this show was on i don't think i need to even ask this but did you watch this when it aired
1: <laughs> I, mean, I will never forget oh please i will never forget i loved it I oh loved same it. So even
0: when crazy. it was bad i was like i watched every week
1: <laughs> even when it got really bad like season two i oh, still Ooh. still oh girl well because it's so like shockingly it's bad
0: it's like yeah a weird twilight zone of awful
1: and there was nothing, really, nothing like it. Like Glee, I guess, but like they really were showing you Broadway. And I just was like, it doesn't matter if this. You could like wipe your butt with the script and make a show out of it. I still will be more excited to watch this than anything else on TV.
0: Oh my god! Like, sir. Like, even though like there are such shenanigans with the plot, I'm like, they're in a rehearsal space going over choreo. Um, like I'm here. I'm here for this. I don't even care. I don't even care.
1: Right, was no crazier city, than
0: glee I mean.
1: yeah oh okay, god
0: truly <laughs> like that's the thing when people would like shit on smash i'm like is smash low-key not that great sure i'll stand by that is it any crazier than, than glee i i would i would say no
1: well i don't know that there was a nut allergy on glee that almost killed anyone but <laughs> people have a nut allergy <laughs> Ah, don't be a nut allergy (laughs) storyline
0: apologist right now (laughs) people that was like the least of my worries by that point in the show I was like sure nut allergy yes cool (laughs) great that's great (laughs) I do absolutely want to have you back at least for one of the Uma Thurman episodes because I truly think she deserved every uh, television acting award under the sun for (laughs) I can't even yeah, it's this wild. show. It I wild. remember this coming out when I was getting really fed up with glee. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this instead. Because it's like the, mm-hmm. the grown-up glee. Um, and it didn't, and it I've re it. I mean, I've watched it so many times, but whenever I rewatch it, I just notice the quality drop from the pilot to the rest of the show is so fast. Like, I actually do I think the pilot is really good um agreed
1: the pilot's fantastic it's great. so so well done it's so well structured it it's makes all of the singing makes sense
0: Fee does in the whole thing 100 percent true She's never as good as she ever was on the pilot um mm-hmm. and and you know and it was like at the time it was like so exciting because i was like oh they're gonna do like a whole musical we're gonna like follow the entire process and i originally thought the whole show was just gonna be about like Maryland because in my brain I was being way too realistic with it and thinking well you know Broadway shows take years years to come to Broadway so clearly this is going to be a multiple season arc and they were like no no, no. we will be from workshop to opening night in six months and that's the way it's going to happen
1: your version would have been better I think honestly <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> like well I mean I, third I don't think try it's... out of town
0: season I don't know I don't,
1: I don't I don't think it's too risky to say they could have tried something else <laughs> with this show
0: this show show. i'll I'll be just i mean i will be discussing this over the course of the season but there was all sorts of behind the scenes drama with the uh just the production of this in terms of the writing and the woman who created the show which was teresa rebeck who i from what i hear as the season went on was more and more controlling of what she wanted on the show and actually the deborah messing character was based off of her and so i feel like when you start seeing the plot lines for julia increase and increase it just it feels a little suspect it feels a little ego-driven if you ask me
1: you're telling me teresa rebeck wears a lot of scars scarves
0: And, and this goes, woman wears a lot of scarves? goes out in a sultry silk pajama top at night to meet men uh, in rehearsal <laughs> spaces <laughs> I'll never forget that when she's like honey I'm I'm going out for a walk uh, and she just like tucks in her pajama top into like some jeans and throws it. I was like this is insanity and I can't with this um, so but crazy. I digress <laughs> Um, this, this aired originally in 2012, it premiered on February 6th, to a very hefty opening, it opened to, opened, (laughs) it premiered to (laughs) 10 million viewers, which was pretty good for 2012 TV. Damn, that's really good. Insane, insane. Um, I didn't know that, that's cool. Yeah, like, it was, it was, it was popping for a few weeks, and then if you look at the numbers, they do start to... Dip down very fast after the first three weeks that um but this was supposed to be like the next big tv show i remember it was originally supposed to be on showtime i believe and then it got bought by nbc which is also why i feel like the tone is kind of a little more adult i would feel like or just like darker in the pilot it doesn't feel like it was made for nbc to me even though deborah messing is there
1: Right. Deborah Messing is the only NBC thing about it. You're (laughs) absolutely right. It feels really... The tone shifts of this show are the main problem, I think. Even more so than the script. Oh, yeah. It's like the tone changes so wildly. And you're right. This pilot episode is so good. It does feel like a showtime. Uh, Yeah. Very, like, dark. There's not a lot of... NBC is very... I don't know. Even their dramas have, like, a (laughs) little more i
0: don't know pep in their stuff they're light and bouncy they're light and bouncy light and bouncy even hannibal i was like oh we're just zipping along with this This (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: yeah this was this show uh it definitely goes through an entire evolution in terms of like i love the show best when it was the original concept which is just that the only songs that are on the show are when they're doing numbers from the show and so they're singing as performers and then they like imagine what it'll look like in their head like on stage but then they they slowly started going the glee route of suddenly there are just like songs suddenly we're just singing on the street and i went "Hmm, okay this makes me nervous
1: yeah i think what happened with glee was after the first season the the itunes purchases of the songs this was like in a weird time when people were kind of not streaming music they were kind of paying for music yeah. and they started to ask the writers of glee to like double the amount of songs in the episodes because yeah. they were making so much money that way it was like so it doesn't even really, ratings for the tv show don't even matter as much as if we're raking it in <laughs> right. from the song sales so i, I think, think smash they didn't care about the glee. same idea they're like
0: the scripts are crazy who cares we're, we're yeah. casting those checks and no one really cares the yeah, sing a Cisco care. song.
1: Who cares? one <laughs> of Paltrow on here and have her sing CeeLo Green. Who cares? Oh my
0: god, no. Get her to sing Landslide and we'll have a great time. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, so one recurring segment I will have the whole season is the Maryland leaderboard, which is at any point during the episode, either the guest or myself can give a point for Team Ivy or Team Karen for having a true Maryland moment. At the end of the season, I will tally the points, and we will finally find out who is the definitive Maryland, which I think we're all still wondering. I think we all have our opinions.
1: Yeah, I think we do. I think. (laughs) I I know one of
0: them won a Tony for it, one of them did not. So in my eyes, it is is a done deal. But some people still have things to say. I texted
1: you before this podcast that I am Team Ivy, but I am... Karen at heart. You are
0: Karen, but you are Karen. I don't I, I'm gonna need to hear more about that later because I, I don't I don't see that.
1: You don't see that for me?
0: I don't see you being you see, Karen. Will you
1: see Ivy for me? Yeah, I do. Okay, compliment of the same. <laughs> <You're> like okay. <laughs> so I mean, I'll friends? take it. I'll take it. Yeah, great. You're not
0: you're not you're not you're too animated to be Karen. <laughs> Okay, that's true, but I'm not seasoned
1: enough to be Ivy. Like Ivy's whole thing about like being bored in the chorus, I do not identify with at all. I mean, <laughs> I, love if I were say in the that but like, of Wicked, I would do yeah. that for 800 years, rake in the checks and I would feel incredible about it.
0: Oh, when they talk about like, can you believe this one actor that's been in this Broadway musical for 10 years? I'm like, yeah, it's a steady paycheck. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, 100%. Why do they make the choice to go from like In the pilot,
1: everyone is so hopeful and optimistic (laughs) about this career. And then every other episode, every single character is like such a curmudgeon and so negative.
0: (laughs) Such a curmudgeon. Everyone's getting so bitter.
1: So bitter. I'm like, why is everyone so so unhappy? This is actually a really exciting and joyous experience when you get to be in a mu-
0: new musical. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess that's one thing I'll give Karen. She's like, wow, this is so exciting. I can't wait for us to do this. And you're like, well, you know, yes, Karen, it is very exciting. Good for you. Good for you for realizing that. But how much oh, Prozac man. did you take, girl? Like, are you actually excited? Are you asleep? Man, it's like she this took a so before every take. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> it's like someone told her, like, now, Catherine, film acting is about less is more. And she was like, okay, I <laughs> got it. I got it. Um okay. though I do like her in the pilot, but she does still have a lot of the same acting ticks in the pilot yeah. because she is Catherine mcphee and is the way it is. She has a McFever and it makes her a little sluggish, and that's okay. <laughs> well, let's let's dive into this pilot episode. So <laughs> We open on Karen Cartwright singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow for an anonymous Broadway audition. And just when things are taking off, the casting director takes a phone call and it's all over. Up next after Karen is Ivy Lynn, who's clearly been to one of these auditions once or twice in her life. Karen calls her boyfriend, Dev, to vent about not getting the role. And we are also introduced to Julia Houston, played by Deborah Messing, and Tom Lovett, played by Christian Borle, who are a longtime Broadway composing team. Unfortunately, we are also introduced to Tom's new assistant, Ellis, who has been house-sitting for Tom while he's been out of town, dealing with their musical in the West End. Julia and Tom have a conversation about the state of musicals on Broadway.
2: Vivals and movies. Why doesn't anyone do new musicals anymore? New book, new songs. We write new musicals.
0: I thought we were taking a break.
2: We are. I'm just saying, you know. In general. Oh,
0: let me get that out of your way. You were looking at
1: that.
2: Yeah, I hope that's okay. Of course, it's
1: okay when you house it for someone you're allowed to read the books. He likes Marilyn Monroe. I that forgot that Christian Borrow is a gay guy. It's beautiful show.
0: and tragic. I think she'd make a great musical. They tried it. And it was a game. huge, a huge flop. flop.
1: Besides,
2: everyone's doing her now. There's a Marilyn movie diaries. You know what? There's an app for the ipad now. You blow on it, and the skirt goes up. Goes,
1: uh.
0: <laughs> doesn't that mean people like her?
2: Yes, it means that, but that doesn't mean she'd make
0: a good musical. Well, I like Wicked and Jersey Boys. Who'd have thought those would be good musicals?
2: She married Joe DiMaggio. You could do a baseball number.
0: Okay, so there's a lot to back here in this first clip. Um, one, yeah, Christian Borle playing playing gay. Um, not one of the worst, you know, examples. First of all, I thought he was gay for years until I discovered that he was an imposter husband. Um, but like what if this it's, I, Yeah, always, it's
1: not one of the worst offenders, but it's not good. It's,
0: <laughs> I guess because it's you, not good. I've met gay guys that are exactly him. So I guess I'm like, I guess it's it's believable. It's uh it's it's at least not like embarrassing me. Um, but you know it is what it is. But I always was annoyed by the line that Ellis says about well, I like Wicked and Jersey Boys. Who would have thought those would have been good musicals? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you saying? <laughs> like th- those two things make perfect sense as a musical. Like one is like basically a music biography on stage, and the other one is a fantasy novel turned into I don't know. It's like it does not they're great examples it's this point.
1: shocking how many times they do that on this show how many times <laughs> this writer's room is like what if we just say the name of something that theater people have heard of like right. there's literally a part in season two where um Krista the new character in season two whose name is escaping me now oh, but Rodriguez comes in and she's like Krista Rodriguez comes in and she and Kat McPhee is like oh um thanks for letting me have your room and she's like don't thank me thank my roommate for booking disney cruise line it's so just like <laughs> wicked <laughs> jersey boys like they're just trying to, it's if it, it literally feels like they just are taking the rough draft of what it is to be a theater person yeah. and putting it on screen however deborah messing was kind of good at that clip she was kind of good no she, i mean she's good she's good but she's good. She's good. Honey. You know, like, it's
0: when it's right. It's right. When <laughs> it's right, it's right. No, she actually and isn't... that was
1: kind of a good conversation about like, you know, I I love when she was like that. Doesn't mean she'd make a good musical. Agreed. It's so true. But I also <laughs> hate how real it is that they're like there. There could be a baseball number. I feel like that really happens with oh, Broadway bet. musicals. Oh, I feel like... like when they're talking about making Catch Me If You Can. I remember watching an interview with the writers where they were like, we were watching the movie and we saw all these flight attendants. And we oh were like, oh, we could have a sexy flight attendants. I'm like, that doesn't mean you should Oh, be I kidding. bet it wrote
0: was like, there can be an FBI number where they're all in suits and we can have flight attendant. We can have a hospital number. Nurses I mean, in act
1: doctor? two. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> we can what? have Carrie Butler play an 18 year old when she's 42 and no one's going to even notice.
1: Okay, that I was on board with, to be Oh, honest. I was like, I oh, I will follow Carrie
0: right. Butler anywhere. To the end of the year. <laughs> the woman does not age. Like, it's truly, it's like, truly. she could come to any local theater and play an ingenue, and you'd be like, yes. You'd be like, great. hell
1: yes. She's on TikTok right now singing Suddenly Seymour, and it does not have enough views. I'll tell you that right now.
0: I got didn't know she was on views. TikTok. I gotta check out the oh, TikTok. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, oh yeah. man. I'm, I'm here for that yeah um yeah we're introduced to alice who is i would say one of the most annoying characters i've ever encountered in my life um but i I just remember there being so much hate for his character when the show was on
1: so much hate i i was telling you before we started that i remember an entertainment weekly article called the 21 most annoying characters in television history in television
0: history to make it clear television history In television history, and what was his number again?
1: He was number one. Stop! (laughs) They ranked him the most (laughs) annoying character in television history. It's like (laughs) since TV started, like Kimmy Gibbler is on there, like Janice from Friends is on there, and they Uh, put him number one
0: for a two-season NBC drama. Like, and he's only in season one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's referred to in season two. It's that's I guess. Uh, he has the worst last line, too. I won't talk about it now, so coming later. But I just remember being like, Oh, can you go? Can you just please? Just just, please go. don't come back." Um, yeah, he's he's a weird character because, I mean, watching the pilot i wonder if they even had the same plans for him that they ended up doing over the season it just doesn't feel like it was meant to go anywhere near the insanity that we end up with because i thought it always feel
1: like any of it any of it goes in a direction that they (laughs) had planned it's it all feels really we're living in pilot
0: land where everything's new and fresh and we're all happy to be watching (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> the world is our oyster in the pilot. Like, who knows? Maybe Debra Messing's gonna win an Emmy for this. We don't know. It's all so new.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> it
0: could be Karen winning. It
1: winning could an be Oscar Karen Like, Marilyn in a movie musical. We don't know.
0: Stop. Uh, so later, we join Tom as he goes to check in on Heaven on Earth, which is the most recent musical that Julia and Tom wrote that is still running on Broadway. Backstage, he runs into Ivy, who just learned she didn't book her audition from earlier in the day.
2: Did you get it?
1: Ivy, stop, they find you for that. <laughs> hey, hi. You got by me so fast downstairs, I didn't get a chance. Ivy, stop, they find you for that. Are
0: you okay? <laughs> Visual gag, she's tearing up a wig. What happened?
1: Nothing, I.
2: I had an audition this morning. I didn't get it. Ivy, you want to leave us? Tom, you know I love this show. I love you. The ensemble, not so much. I just want to part. I trained, I'm I'm a trained... I'm not complaining. Just dreaming. I like everybody.
0: Oh, Ivy. Uh, I am Ivy. Team Ivy myself. I never felt as much sympathy for Karen as I do for Ivy. Um, I have been, well, I haven't been Ivy. I've never been an ensemble on Broadway. I just want to point that out. Would be thrilled for the job. <laughs> uh, but, but there have been times where I have been stuck in, I call it the, the ensemble rut where you just keep getting ensemble on things and you start going, am I talented? <laughs> Is this maybe, am I not talented? Why do I keep getting cast in the ensemble? Um, And it, it can seem a hopeless place when you're in that pit.
1: That's very real. But when you're making $2,000 a week and you're not having to wait tables... I was waiting tables watching this show, like fuck Ivy. Like you're for, fuck yourself, Ivy. You're fuck yourself, Ivy. They find you like, for that. You're gonna, you're gonna rip up that wig. Also, that wig person worked really hard on that. You brat. You
0: fucking bitch. They fine you for that. Yeah,
1: they
0: they lo- you I do that. love that line.
1: That line is so again. Ivy that's just like, here's that. a theater term we could throw in. Ec- that's against actors' equity, Ivy. Mm. You can get fined. But the thing is, Megan Hilty is so good that you do for Ivy because Megan Hilty—that's Megan Hilty. She is Marilyn. Like it's very. Like,
0: they could have done better to have like a choice opposite, uh, Kath McPhee that was like close to being Marilyn, but still like you know. Oh, which one's more appropriate? Because it's It's just just truly insane.
1: It's literally someone who is so Marilyn and has yeah. such like a Broadway bombshell voice, yeah. and then literally someone who is not and could not ever.
0: Hi, have I'm that six kind foot of... tall and have long <laughs> brown hair. Brown yeah, I mean, hair. I mean, brown hair. Whatever wigs. I know. You know, you can get a wig, but she is not even in the ballpark of having the body of Marilyn Monroe. Like they're not even the same body type. She doesn't have the right voice.
1: <laughs> the right voice. <laughs> She doesn't have the kind of uh, stage presence or bowdy, like, attitude. Bowdy bitch
0: energy, yeah.
1: Yeah, Ivy Winters would be... Oh, my God. (gasps) I just realized that Ivy Winters plays Marilyn, and then they named this character Ivy.
0: Oh. One has to wonder.
1: One has to wonder do they which watch came first? first the drag queen <laughs> or the character.
0: <laughs> actually, I'm like, wait, wow. no, season five of drag race. So that would be and then like I think actually I there. guess that might be
1: that would be after this. Okay, Oh damn. Okay, <laughs> never mind. <laughs>
0: I don't say Um yeah. I also, I also always laughed at the Heaven on Earth musical because I'm like, what the fuck is this show about? What like, is what, that?
1: What? Is you just have angels on? running around and it's all that's kind of ever explained.
0: There's just like twinks in like suspenders and gold <laughs> pants. And, yeah, like scantily clad angels. I'm like, what is this show? Because this looks like some Starlight Express level nonsense. And they're like, yeah. it's the best show on Broadway. <laughs> Get real, mama. I love when they have, well, one of the things I love about the the first season, actually, I think he's in the second season too. But so the next thing that happens is uh, Tom and Julia cut a demo for the Maryland musical and Ellis secretly records the session and it all ends up online. And they get upset that people have, um, you know, been commenting on it. And then we finally get the first mention of the scariest New York critic of all, michael riedel who actually has an entire performance as himself on this show and i always found him so entertaining on this on this program
1: i completely forgot about that until you just said that oh, i oh forgot girl,
0: i couldn't because <laughs> <laughs> like and angelica houston like oh michael <laughs> <I'm> like, eileen <laughs> what like, a strange <laughs> what a strange
1: thing to do like did they think they were going to get great press for michael riedel if <laughs> They used him like I don't understand why not just
0: cred, like oh that's Michael Riedel, right. <laughs> the theater critic. Right, right.
1: Hire an actor to play a critic. Like this is so weird. This isn't <laughs> give a reality us like to... Mario
0: Cantone as a as a theater critic. Exactly. Like, yeah, give
1: us somebody like 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 an actual actor or comedian like. Yeah. Also, in the prom, when they had Frank Dalella from New York One as himself, I'm like, hire a fucking actor. These people have steady gigs. <laughs> I forget. Michael Riedel Until you he just be... mentioned
0: that, I'm like, that I don't
1: it. understand that. I think they're like, oh, this will be fun for 10,000 people. Stop it. Okay, but 10 million are watching this. So, like, who? Why do it?
0: Like, 10 people are going to be like, so pumped. Like, that's Michael Riedel.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, what?
0: Like, like I mean, oh, this yeah. show's
1: really authentic. It's really real now.
0: <laughs> I never thought it was real, but I do remember thinking, that's Michael Riedel. <laughs> but it only knew who <laughs> Michael Riedel was because they had made fun of him in, because uh, he is notorious for having once said that Melanie Griffith was the best Roxy Hart in the history of Chicago on Broadway. Um, and when I heard that, I was like, I have to see who this man is. And so it's the only reason I knew. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to need to pump the brakes for a moment. And, I'm and going to need to look
1: this up to, I need to, to see, see what's who, who going on here. <laughs> what's going on with this gentleman? Is he all
0: right? Is he Although- okay in the, in the Nuggets?
1: in the head i just read his book his most recent book oh about theater in the 90s and i'm yeah. not kidding it's really good it's like um, really yeah. really good it's it's full of so many thrilling facts about like rent and lion king and like stuff that i had no idea about titanic it's titanic. and um, rag time it's so good
0: oh uh, yeah michael riedel you're welcome for the push um <laughs> Oh mean, I almost included this clip, but I just didn't want to hear his voice. But there is a, cl- so Ellis gets fired when the, the demo gets released. And then he shows up with like bagels and is like, hey, I'm sorry I did that. Let me tell you the story about how he used to do props on a high school version of your play in high school. And that's why I love theater so much. And then he's rehired. And I just thought like, I didn't need this monologue about you being like the props master for your high school production. Of. Again,
1: it, it feels like they're like, this is a thing that happens in theater. Stop <laughs> it. It's so <laughs>
0: random. Like, please stop. Uh, so we do get to meet Karen's very hot boyfriend, Dev, who also gets a character assassination over the course of this season. He starts Truly. off so lovely. <laughs> a
1: left a real left field turn for for
0: dev. Yeah. Like he starts off so sweet. I was like, "Oh, I want to marry that man." And by the, I mean, I won't spoil it for the people that are following along. And by the way, you can follow along with Smash on Amazon Prime. It's on the IMDb TV channel and it's all there for you. Um his character goes through so much. Like many people on the season, some of them are unrecognizable if you were to watch the pilot and the last episode of this first season. It's truly bonkers. Actually, you like, watch... do
1: they have an evil twin? Like, wh- do they have an evil twin that came on? Wh- Where's <laughs> maybe, this? who is maybe this?
0: that? Maybe that's it, and they cut the twist. They just let them leave. Um, but I always <laughs> think it'd be so fascinating if you were to watch the pilot and then immediately watch the the season finale. I think it would it would be whiplash. It would be story. Whiplash. Yeah, true, truly, <laughs> really and truly. Oh man! So we catch up with Karen and her boyfriend Dev, and we get to meet Karen's very. Uh, very much from Iowa parents that come into town to visit them, and they end up talking about their career aspirations. You okay?
2: Sure. Why wouldn't I be?
0: You're sitting up very straight.
2: The posture is important to my dad.
0: Um, he's right. Looks
2: incredible when you do that. Off and running. Mom. Yeah. Ah! Hey, Deb. Oh. Hey, Roger, Roger. oh,
1: thank
0: you, Yay. Daddy. <laughs> Hi, honey. It's so good to see you. Oh, oh, <laughs> you.
2: Dev, you really are the handsomest thing. Why can't you get her to marry you? Uh,
1: I'm working on it.
2: Okay, both of you, stop it right now. Thank you.
1: So, Dev, how are things going for you down at the mayor's office? <sighs> well, you know, budgets are still tight. <sighs> Municipal government. Ah. Uh, Thankless job.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I
2: didn't mean to imply that. No. New Yorkers are so passionate about this city. It's, it's really rather inspiring. It'll get him started. He loves it down there. New York is like the promised land to him. Yeah. And to you, too.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, uh, uh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh. I'm sorry. Midwest. Uh, you know, the prices are different. But I'm sure the food here is delicious. I'm taking you, Mom. Oh,
1: that's not necessary.
2: I know it's not necessary, but I want to.
1: Karen. We know what kind of money you make. You're a waitress. I'll pay for dinner. She's an actress, not a waitress. You don't have to tell me that. She did The Sound of Music in high school. Everybody talked
0: about it for weeks. What a voice. Who knew that man All hold this?
2: OK, I'm not getting into this again, Dad. No, no, sweetie, we're not getting into anything. We're just so happy to see you. I'm happy to see you too. He worries. Aww. No, it's so competitive and all that rejection. So we worry. Of course we worry. Well, sometimes dreams are hard.
1: And sometimes, sweetie, dreams just don't mix with reality.
0: That's why it's so extraordinary when someone like Karen follows her heart. She has so much courage. I think she's a star. I love that they're like maybe two minutes into dinner and the dad's like, you know, honey, your entire career is it's like, a flop. You're a flop, girl. It's you're never going to happen babe. for I'm sorry. you. <laughs> we liked your high school production of The Sound of Music too, honey, but why? We here?
1: But that was local, sweetie. This is New York now. You never got. it honey. Why are You're we 80,000 in cut debt? Got it here. Yeah, truly. <laughs> also, I forgot that Becky Ann Baker is like truly a scene stealer and everybody's yep. mother from <laughs> girls to this. If Jennifer Lewis is the mother of black Hollywood, Becky <laughs> Ann Baker is the mother of white New York actors. <laughs> I would agree with that. she's so good and you know they're married in real life
0: yeah it's a real couple it's so strange they're so cute it's very cute yeah Yeah. strange and cute
1: (laughs) yeah that was really that's a bizarre fucking scene i will say
0: (laughs) because like you have to imagine by this point she's been well we don't know how much she's been working we we get told that her her resume is light uh but But like, it seems a little late in the game to be like, honey, uh, first of all, she's 20. I think she says she's 24 later in this episode. Like, it's not like she's in her early 30s still. I mean, even then I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, dad. Um, it's all a journey. Yeah, but yeah, she's so young. She's not even 25.
1: Yeah. Like what? Like to expect someone to go to New York City and then have like steady... <sighs> money at 20 even even if she was like working in an office building like yeah so many of 24 year olds are still interning <laughs> like yeah what are you talking about yeah but i think they were trying to show like the non-supportive parents which is a very real thing
0: oh yes, yes,
1: yes. and it's it's it could have been worse
0: <laughs> it could have been worse <laughs> um i think the actors make it work as well as it does but it's just like i go you guys you're killing yeah. me yeah yeah. killing me. Poor Karen. No points for Karen. That's not a Marilyn moment. She was very meek. Um, so yeah. yeah. Oh, so one storyline I didn't go into, because I don't really care about that much, but it does occur <laughs> in this episode, is Julia is trying to adopt a child. I don't care <laughs> oh for children.
1: God. So that's a thing. Yeah. So, the, the thing that's so funny oh. about
0: it to me is it's like, yeah, just in case we don't have enough To write for the season. Let's also add an adoption with like adoption drama with her family. Like, I could give a shit get to the numbers. Like, I don't care. It
1: feels like Deborah was like, absolutely, I'll do this show. And then she read the script and she came in and she slammed it down on the table. And she was like, My character's obviously gonna need a little more than this. See just writing a
0: musical. See, I think it's actually the writer of this show who. <clears throat> like i said julia is supposed to be based on the creator of this show and i think she wanted miss julia to be the center of the focus even though she's like come on no one's watching this for deborah massing i mean i did watch it for deborah messing a little bit i Not must admit me. well i love deborah messing. well i, I will who doesn't Debra- but
1: i mean <laughs> julia houston no thanks <laughs>
0: Julia Houston. No, I'm good. Um,
1: I don't think anyone was like tuning into this, being like, oh, I gotta find out if Julia gets her kid. I don't even does remember. Julia get her Chinese daughter? Like, does it, oh happen? does
0: it take two years or four years? Which one does it take? Um, and we get introduced to her very handsome husband who is Brian Darcy James. And so that's that's always a pleasure. Always, always a pleasure. And we meet her her sluggish son who i cannot remember the actor's name off the top of my head but he actually went on to do like big things he was in that Sir ronan movie brooklyn. brooklyn he was also in a this it was like a big it was uh, Oh, it was ryan gosling it was called the place beyond the pines it was another one of those art house art house very intense dramas um and he's better in those things but i, I truly find him uh, besides ellis he's my least favorite person to watch on screen in this show, in season it's one. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Well, moving right along, uh, after the excitement over the Maryland demo, Tom and Julia find themselves in a meeting with Eileen Rand, played by the Angelica Houston, who is currently going through a nasty divorce.
2: Eileen, we just started working on this. Oh, that's why I called, I want this project and everyone's gonna think it's too early. Who do you want to direct? <laughs> We're still working on, on the songs, and the, and the book is all over the place. Because Derek Wills is available. Great! Or I could just gouge my own eyes out. Uh, you know, Tom worked with him a while ago, and it was... Not a great experience. Oh, we're so hard on each other in this business, but let me tell you, he is mellowed considerably. He would've had to have a
0: complete personality
2: change, as well as a sex change for me to even consider it. (laughs) Well. Don't well. Oh, don't even well. Well, well what? Well, he's really talented, Tom. You know what? A lot of people are talented. We are in an industry which is lousy with talent. Is it too much to ask for kindness to? Am I a crazy person because I still expect people to be, if not lovely, at least civil in this terrible business? Well, let's just have him take a look at the material. See if anything sparks. If it does, he'll show us one number. So he'll audition. I don't want him to audition. So you don't think it would be fun to watch Derek crawl?
0: Yes, actually, that might be fun.
2: I'll give him a call. Oh, no, uh, Eileen, hang on. Look, we're really flattered. And it's so encouraging to have someone respond to to what we're doing in such a positive way. But aren't you, the word on the street, um, that your divorce has complicated things for you and a lot of your projects. Oh, Jerry's being Jerry, and we're going our separate ways, but rumors of my death have been vastly exaggerated.
0: Oh, Angelica Houston. I, I I love Angelica Houston so much. And so I so will much. say, I was pumped to see her, uh, that she was going to be in this at the time. I was like, Angelica Houston, how'd they get her for TV? She's, she's fantastic in this. Like, I freaking love it. <laughs> She's really so so good. She
1: she slays every single time. She's she's like a little campy. Yeah, it's, she's almost a drag she queen. She somehow yeah, almost a drag queen. She somehow maintains the tone. Mm-hmm. I think that the show was, should have had yeah. the whole time. Yes, and it's really great. I fun tea. I was a background oh. actress on Smash a couple of times. Thank oh my! You so Thank you so much. And the <laughs> episode later where Will Chase sings Grenade, I was in the audience for. Stop. and she was sitting very close to me and there was a girl sitting right in front of her that had a similar black bob haircut and they made her get up and move get up because and move
0: bitch. they Coast were time. like
1: you're you're in frame and you look too much like <laughs> what if they had not moved her <laughs> It's just like... two women <laughs> with the exact same haircut
0: okay i that would actually be the funniest thing i think I, I really hope angelica
1: houston asked for her to be moved i hope she was like she looks too much like me get can her out of here please move that girl
0: <laughs> <can see> <laughs> please move that girl please move that young child oh man <laughs> Um yeah, we get our first mention of Derek Wills who uh I think the, one of the more fun things to do on the show is mimic Derek Wills' accent. Just saying any character's <laughs> name. Like any character's name. just Like Kevin got right. Get me Eileen. That's <laughs> like, when I think of the show. I think of get me Eileen.
1: Get me Eileen. Get me Eileen. Eileen Red. That's really that's really so true. Um <laughs> Also, I did like in this scene the very real conversation about like talent versus good collaborator. I think that was handled really well because it's that's so true. Like, I like what Tom says like, a lot of people are fucking talented.
0: I don't want (laughs) to work with an asshole. Especially straight male directors, I have oh zero patience. Like they always get such passes for acting a like complete dicks because like, oh, it's this process, but the the show will be so amazing. And they're like, you know, no, I'm actually fine. Actually you don't really need
1: don't that. need to be an asshole for really
0: any reason. Yeah, you really don't need to. Um, yeah, yeah. we're uh, we're just chugging along. The alright, one other thing I love about this pilot, they are just cranking out songs. Like, like, I'm like, is this what musicals are? Do you just start writing songs and just seeing how, like, how you even put them together? I wouldn't know. I'm not a songwriter. We'll do a baseball
1: number. Like, seriously, we'll "Well, do a baseball number. Yeah, we'll do a baseball number. We'll figure out the words of the dialogue later. (laughs)
0: Like, they write three songs in the first episode. It's truly insane. It's really crazy. I don't honestly
1: really know. I don't know. I think there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I don't think that's how it's normally done.
0: Well, like, I love there's one part... Um, I think it's the next episode, but I'll still mention it, where they just have a bunch of um, note cards and a, and a cork board. They're like, uh, so this number will go here and we'll move this scene here, <laughs> this song, After this one, I'm like, is that musicals? <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that how
0: they made that's Follies? Crazy. Like, is that how that
1: happened? Okay, I'm not gonna lie to you, Zach. After I saw Smash, I did buy when I started writing screenplays. I bought myself a corkboard and started doing that. Okay, so I,
0: I, hey, I don't know there if it's go. how it's
1: supposed to be done, but because of Smash, that's how I do it now too.
0: I learned I'm my like, story structure from, from earlier.
1: Smash. Yeah, truly. If it doesn't
0: work, just move a postcard.
1: Move a postcard, and if you haven't told, but can't tell by my system, I have never sold a script.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am not a writer. I, I, I can have an idea, cannot write a script. Um, I always tell a story of when I was in high school. We had to write an original one-act play for our senior thesis, and I famously did not know how to end the play, so I just gave the lead character cancer, and she died at the end. Like that—that's how much of a writer I am not. I'm not. Did you
1: write for Smash? It sounds like you wrote for Smash. I wish
0: you know. (laughs) (laughs) My story structure uh, was—it was too cerebral, as they put it. Um, (laughs) No, God. Derek also has—I mean—they go into how he's awful in an actual real way on the show eventually, but he has not aged well for 2021. Like he—he like. it already There's wasn't so great much sexual then.
1: harassment it's yeah it's really shocking
0: oh we're, we're yeah we're gonna get into that in a second um before this episode's over we go through a dark a dark spot a dark spot mm-hmm. um so we finally see tom and julia meet up with Derek, and they do their baseball number for the rights i would play the number but i can't afford to pay it <laughs> but it's great uh, the first time I saw that baseball number, I was like, well, this is great. Though they have a hateful wig on on Miss Megan Hilty in the in the baseball number.
1: I don't remember that, but I trust you. It's not a good <laughs> I
0: don't think they had found the Maryland wig yet. And so they were they were gonna make this one work for the day. Cause later they have such better like the Let's Be Bad wig is like such a good wig. And this was not that wig. That's all I will say. Um, well,
1: do you think this is the wig that she tore up earlier, and it's actually really good writing? <laughs> There's a callback to that. That the wig lady was like, "Fuck Ivy." You know what? Fuck
0: thing. you, Ivy. You're gonna wear I'm this wig. Sh-
1: wig on your head. Yeah. Deal. Well, it's with her... it...
0: well, it's supposed to be a dream sequence, but maybe she's imagining herself in that awful wig because she thinks she deserves to wear it.
1: <laughs> it's actually her nightmare. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. So Tom and Derek don't see eye to eye on Marilyn. Tom believes the role was made for Ivy after she performs amazingly in the number, which Derek stages for the creative team. But Derek is not as convinced and wants to hold auditions to see other actresses for the role. And speaking of other actresses for the role, in the audition sequence is Miss... Uh, oh, my God. Anna Lee Ashford. Anna Ashford. <laughs> which is just a lot of fun. Um, and then we get more... D- just like let's throw out names and pretend like we're really operating how theater works. But like, have we heard from Scarlett Johansson's people yet? <laughs> and then Eileen's like, "What about Kristen Chenoweth?" I was like, "Get out of here, Kristen Chenoweth of Sh- Marilyn." That's Monroe. shocking.
1: That's shocking to my system.
0: <laughs> I feel shocked. I mean, Scarlett I Johansson
1: is st- Marilyn Monroe. Stop it. Stop it. It's a no. That's gonna be a no for me.
0: It's a no for me, dog. I can't. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and then we see Karen come in and sing the very appropriate audition song of "Beautiful" by Miss Cassina Aguilera, which will never make sense to me. That was true and true insanity. I won't. I won't be here for it. But they go, you know, that girl, that brunette, that thin brunette with the weird song. Let's call her back. <laughs> yeah, she's the she one. might be a star. <laughs> which I don't. I don't even think that katherine McPhee is even emoting that great in that number. Like, it's not like you go, Oh, well, no. look at that. Just raw talent, raw talent. uh I'm not saying, I mean, I actually like Kathy McPhee on some other songs on the show. I, I will admit. Oh, yeah. Her voice is stellar. Yeah. It's yeah. very good. But this was, not I, I listened
1: to her. I, this is not it. I listened to her in a, in a lot of songs. Her voice kicks ass in a lot. Oh, it really
0: does. A uh, cut print moving on. I love her on that song. Awesome. Oh! come through i can't even absolutely um well even if you listen to the song um it's like they processed her voice to make it sound more like pop vocals on the radio i don't know it was really strange
1: it's really strange later on when they bring in the pasic and paul music she sounds so good on a oh, lot yeah. of that
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah oh man well karen and ivy both audition and both get a callback to sing a new number. Later, Karen is invited to an after-hours work session, quote-unquote, with Derek, and it quickly becomes inappropriate. Karen starts to leave, but instead slips into the bathroom to think and re-emerges in nothing with Derek's white button-up shirt to show him what she is made of. This scene is good, I I remember. It's the best she is in the whole thing. Yeah. The boobs are pressed out.
1: Happy Very to you.
2: Happy
0: Yeah, Karen, you tell him. <laughs> this. Yeah, scene... you
1: you take off all your clothes, <laughs> straddle him, start to feel up on his body and hump him, and then you really take your power back by going, "Not going to happen." It already happened.
0: <laughs> you really took that power back, girl. He's not going that way. Yeah. Hit him. Like um... <laughs>
1: what? that was so it that wasn't like her taking control of mom in control of her body that was her like stooping to like a disgusting man doing what she knows he wants to see showing
0: off her boobs like just because that you was... gave him blue balls does not I mean <laughs> like yeah, you know strange. bravo for not sleeping with him and like you know but like sure <laughs>
1: well at that also, point it's like
0: it's it's such a weird scene because again in 2021 to pl- to watch this scene was a real experience because she straight up like mentions that she even has a boyfriend that she was rehearsing her lines with her boyfriend. He still makes it clear he wants to sleep with her. He uh, uh makes fun of what she's wearing implies she should have worn something sexier. It's just it's really not the best moment, and I
1: mean, in defense of the writers of this show, this was yeah. a really real thing. For really oh my time. God. yeah, well, i mean like- again. 2012. I, yeah, I have been made to feel like Karen in this moment so many times oh. where you're just like, what the fuck? Like, and the worst part about it is like, you don't know what's going to happen. And I would no. say most of the time, You sleep with them and then they don't give you the role. (laughs) You're like, I didn't even
0: get the um, role. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, fuck you! At least want to get the part.
1: Like, and your dick was gross. This is not good.
0: Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I, I remember one time I was at like a session with uh, a, a, not even a. Not even someone high up, a pianist. Like he was just a a a rehearsal, a pianist, and he slapped me on the ass as I left my session, and I didn't know what to do. So I kind of just was like, okay, (laughs) like walked out, and it was just never spoken of again. But I was like, yikes! And that's like that's just a slap on the ass. But like it was not fun.
1: This when I was waiting tables one time, this guy got really drunk and all night was grabbing my ass and he kept saying i'm gonna make you a star i have a huge career opportunity for you And he kept like really crossing the line with me mm. and i was like i didn't i was like whatever and then at the end of the night he's like i'm i'm a producer i have a huge career opportunity he hands me a card for the ride which was a bus in new york city that drove around oh. and you could perform on the side of the street for like 16 Like bars. the other two for $15 an hour. It's exactly the other two. It's exactly my job. Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, anyone has not seen the other two. Hilarious show, but is was the slurry his job.
1: Handed me a card for the back. I could not believe it.
0: Oh, God. What an what a embarrassment for someone. <laughs> me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, then we kind of reached the end of the episode, which, you know, they belt out Let Me Be Your Star. Um, and then that's, that's and where we left. It's a gag. That, it's what a that moment is.
1: On. They handle it so well. You, it's so fun to watch them like getting out of the shower, like they're uh, practicing. Yeah, it's really that moment is um gives me chills. It's so well done.
0: Again, it will the show will never be as good as the pilot, but the pilot is like a perfect episode of television. Even the like parts that I make fun of, it's still like, it's just it's good. I don't know. It's good. It's pulpy. It's stupid. It's got some weird moments, but I'm into it. I'm into it.
1: I love it. I think it's well done. I think it's silly and fun.
0: So, for this episode, for the Maryland leaderboard, are there any points you would like to give to Ivy or Karen for any particular standout moments from this episode?
1: You're going to be mad at me for this, but I want to give Karen a point for the opening moment. I think that opening moment (laughs) is so Norma Ray with the, the, the Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and it's like... That is one of the only moments when you're watching Catherine McPhee where you're like, damn, that's a star. Sure. Like she's really, she's like really endearing, I think, in that in that opening
0: moment. She well, she's endearing for about 10 seconds until after the person takes their. I mean, granted, is it annoying when a person takes a phone call in your audition? Sure. But I also don't think it's like the weirdest thing in the world. Like I've definitely seen it happen uh, a few times. And she acts like
1: (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna grab my
0: bag. I'm gonna stomp out the hallway and I'm gonna let them know I'm mad. <laughs> I'm just like, girl, you need, yeah, you need to chill, Axe. You need to take yeah, another pen. Okay. Yeah. Take because... another pen.
1: Yeah, that moment's not great. What about you? Would you give, where would you give?
0: Mm, well, for Ivy, 100%. I'm gonna give a point for the baseball number because that's a, that's a great 100%. moment. So 100%. that's absolutely a point. I will give Karen a point also. Um, for her marilyn her marilyn vibrato in her little white button up because you know it's one of the few moments where i was like okay maybe i could see it and then i keep thinking about it and then i can't see it but for a second i can see it um and i do want to give them both also just another honorary point a piece for let me be your star because they're both yeah. pretty amazing on that number
1: they really are. I mean, if we're really doing Maryland points, Ivy, I think, in my opinion, really oh, gets the point for that yeah. well, song. Yeah. But they, but but if we're doing like talent points, yeah, they both absolutely get a point because it's but, like
0: the the organic. star power of being Maryland. Like at least I'm like, yeah, star power. Like it's why not? Why not?
1: Yeah, this is kind of the only episode I think where there may be pretty <laughs> a, a little even.
0: You're like, oh, the okay, next, I could kind
1: of see this.
0: The next episode alone, to me, makes it definitively clear that karen is not ready for this job and that ivy is just like ready to go um that's the only thing that's the thing about ivy i also found so frustrating is that even though she has some like you know tricky parts of her personality i understood at least ivy's pain where she's like you're telling me that i have been working in this business (laughs) for as long as i've been working and my biggest competition is this tall lanky brunette from iowa fuck this industry (laughs) like i I get it i at least get it you know yeah yeah Yeah. well this brings me to my karen moment of the week which this week is a moment where we see this particular uh moment of i won't say stupidity but um ignorance coming from miss karen caray your resume is light
2: Oh, it's the resume. People kept saying light. I didn't, I didn't know what light meant.
0: <laughs> oh, that's all I got. It just made it, every time I hear that line, I'm like, oh, oh it's my resume. <laughs> I,
1: I thought it was, was too skinny. thin or something. You're too skinny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just like, girl, so like, you went to school for theater. Like, I just don't believe it. That I don't. believe yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I. I almost wish they had told us that she didn't go to school for theater and that she, I don't know, was just like... Stumbled
1: upon New York City, yeah.
0: (laughs) Descended
1: upon New York
0: City. (gasps) Does anyone know where a
1: (laughs) a young prostitute can get her start in this town?
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. Well, what a start to this season. It truly never, never becomes this good ever again. Um, unless you count the Uma Thurman uh, beatnik number from her episode, because that's, <laughs> that's one oh of my, my favorite God. moments of television. If I can have a top twenty moments of television, it might be. I there.
1: love, I love all the times that Deborah Messing is trying with all her might to prove she can sing. Oh, <gasps> oh my
0: God, he, such thank you suck you. Thank you energy. thank you for saying that, because in this episode, they're going over ne- Never Give All the Heart, the first number we hear from the show, and <laughs> they're just talking about, like, uh, oh, how much do you, how much belt do you want from Ivy? And then <laughs> Miss Deborah Massing without missing a beat, like, well, we do want some volume here at the bridge uh, from the start. <laughs> and you're just like, why are you singing? Stop singing, first of all. It's like a first thing. Secondly, that's not belting thirdly wow your carrot oh no your grace bad singing voice was just your real singing voice
1: 100 but that she she's a crack. good singer is what it feels like it's hard it's, it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow
0: it takes her a long time to get a number on this show
1: it it does <laughs> it's like the it end of the and it's and it's like, second oh, okay. season
0: they give her a number They're like we'll let you sing on this we're going to have yeah. Christian join you halfway through, but we'll let you sing alone for a little while. Yeah,
1: take these take these alto lines, girl, and have a ball.
0: <laughs> I love Deborah. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me for this first episode. I'll be excited Thanks to come back for more shenanigans. Would you like to let the listeners know where they can support you online?
1: Yes, you can find me at murray 6 on all platforms, and check out my podcast called Slumber Party. You can find it on my YouTube channel or on iHeartRadio Broadway Network, and uh, also on my. Talk Patreon, about being appropriate
0: which... for the show.
1: I mean, right? I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm somebody Broadway I'm Absolutely ready for it so many broadway peeps on my podcast and if you go to my patreon there's a bunch of bonus interviews with jessica vosk and julia Murney and eden espinoza and so many amazing people ginger and lots of great theater and alphabas and <laughs> drag people um yeah that's it
0: great well, uh, oh
1: go oh also please go watch let me um let me run your Twitter. Oh, I'll, I'll be watching that you know, myself. I
0: didn't know this existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. I, you'll be. You'll be back. I, 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 you're actually the first person I thought of I to invite to. on the show when when I was going to do this. So I'm like, who actually has? I'm the so honored. This
1: smash message? makes you think of me.
0: Yeah. Does, <laughs> yeah, and I do think you're more of an Ivy than a Karen. I'm taking that compliment to the bank. Just take it. You're not. I won't let you be
1: Karen. I'm taking it. Thank you.
0: Well, everyone, that was the first episode. I hope you got super excited and I hope you will follow along and watch with us. Like I said, if you go to Amazon Prime Video, you can do the free IMDb TV app the, or the channel within uh, Amazon Prime. I know about uh, technology and things, um, but you can watch it all for free there with ads. So, uh, you know, follow along. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Another big shout out to Tim. Uh, He really, he's like the expert for this program. He will be back a couple more times, I'm hoping. But I also have a lot of other fun guests headed your way for this season. So be sure to go support Tim where he told you you can find him online. And if you want to support me, you can follow me at Zachary with no H on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want to support the pod, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at IAW Podcast. So I hope you all had a really fun time. And like I said, be sure to check in on Friday for the first edition of Film. Fridays, and we'll, of course, see you here back next Tuesday for the next episode of Smash, episode two, The Callback. And just want to close things and say that it is so great to be back for another season. Be sure to tell all of your friends that are also pop culture nerds where they can find the show. I've been your host, Zachary Landolt, and I will see you here next time. Bye!